Coming up in this episode of the Kick Cast, a mirror that helps you take a selfie, a lamp with attitude, and turn your paper airplanes into a drone. So sit back and relax. It's time for the Kick Cast. Hey everybody, it is time for another episode of the KickCast, the podcast where we go out, find you cool crowdfunding projects, and let you know if you should backtrack or sack them. My name is KT Data, and I am one half of the show, and joining me is a man who is so dedicated into his craft, both educating students and making podcasts, that no matter what happens, when you find a picture of him on the internet, he is in stoic thought. The one and only Drew Tyler. How you doing, Drew? That is me. That is me to a T every day, all day long. That's my thought. I, I, like when I saw this picture, I'm like, I have to, I have to show it off on the podcast just because <laughs> I'm like, he's so deep in thought. And part of me is wondering if he's thinking about the next podcast he's going to make or he's like, should I fail that punk kid that annoyed me during lunch? <laughs> yeah, exactly. The one that was heckling me in the middle of, of my faculty meeting. That's the one. He's out. He's gone. <laughs> No, that was a shot that Rubio took right at the uh, – um, gosh, I don't know. He's kind of walking through the hallway, and he's like, hey, you listen to podcasts. I'm doing a story about podcasts. <laughs> I was like, all right, here's what I look like when I'm listening to a podcast. <laughs> so stoic and deep in thought. <laughs> yeah, so I, 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 mugged, I mugged up for that one. <laughs> uh, that, 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 that was great. When I saw him, I'm like, yep, that's, yep. That, I need to resurface that. <laughs> Thanks for bringing that yeah. back. Maybe one of these days I'll I'll go back and resurface the uh, yo-yo video. <laughs> 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 All right. So if this is the first time you guys ever watched this um, show, first of all, welcome. We're on episode 82, which is insane if you guys think about it. It is uh, <laughs> nuts, especially doing an every other week show. Yeah. I mean, that makes, that makes it a long time. Yeah, it's been a few years since we've done it, and I love every episode. So before we go into our projects tonight, we got some news. And the first bit of news is you always hear these disaster stories, right? And especially in these past couple of months, you've probably, especially tech, tech crunch and stuff, have kind of been reporting about all these projects that are failing to um, deliver their projects. Right, um, right. Like, I think the most recent one was this 3D printer that they're about to file for bankruptcy <laughs> on there. Or, or I, oh, what they were doing is they're actually doing pre-sales for, for the project so they could actually get enough money to build the rest it makes um, yeah you know the coolest cooler the number two most funded crowdfunding project is having manufacturing delays right now because they can't get the, the right parts for their blender so people are a little worried about that um mm. just, you know just big things like that so what kickstarter did um and of course they went out and found an independent person to actually do this analysis because people would not believe them if they did it internally right right like you're right. biased so what they actually did was they went out to Professor Ethan Mullick from the Wharton School of the University of Pennsylvania, and they asked him to conduct an independent study on there. So they made it very clear that no matter what, they would publish whatever findings he found, whether it be positive or negative, and they said they would have zero influence that's on, good. On the that does not happen as often as it probably should in the research world. When somebody funds a, a research or goes to look for data, way too often it's like, whoa, that didn't turn our way. Let's push yeah. that one under the couch. And, and, and they, they, they made it clear that, hey, we did see this, this paper before it got published, but we, did not cha- we weren't allowed to change it. We could say stuff, but he would not change what he found. That's and so that, that's one good. thing I want to make clear because I know people are like, well, he got paid by Kickstarter, so of course he's going to make it favorable. 
they tried to make it as unbiased as possible, short of having somebody do this by themselves without contacting them. But, but so, well, how, they've got to open up that data, so it totally makes sense. Yeah. So how how they did it? How they did it was they actually took four hundred and fifty six thousand seven hundred fifty one people who who were confirmed backers. They went out and sent out surveys to them, um, and what it turned out was. They got about, on average, 7.2 backers were surveyed per project that they analyzed. Um, and the response for the projects were about 30,000. So that's about half of the projects they looked at. So they looked at roughly 60,000. I'm rounding these numbers. If you really right. want to if you want to see the exact numbers. They are granular. Uh, get down yeah, there. Go, go to our show notes, and I'll, I'll link you to the post that has all of this information. And from that post, they actually link you to the actual research paper he published. So Which is cool. So is you, cool. That's so why I always If you don't want to trust what Kickstarter says... You can even go more nitty gritty and read more of the actual science. Do it. Um, so, and then the way they determined that if a project failed to deliver its project was if the backers answered they never expected to get what was promised, or they did receive the reward, but it wasn't what they were promised. So, there's two ah. ways of failings that they didn't get their stuff at all, or what they got was not what they expected. So, that if, if that happened, they called it a yeah, fail. Failures. Got it. So what they found out is, and keep in mind, this is just for Kickstarter. It's not for crowdfunding in general. So these numbers may be different for other sites. I imagine Indiegogo's is actually a little higher because just of past experience. And <laughs> because quality. you you've been burned so many times, <laughs> and, and the quality of projects that are on there um, just seem a little bit lower on there. So what happens is about nine percent of Kickstarter projects fail to deliver reward rewards. So that's about one in every ten projects you can expect. To hmm. have failed on that, hmm. um, which is actually to me kind of expected. Like one out of ten makes about it, it makes sense. It's it's not that bad. So depending on how you look at it, it's not that high. But some people are like wait one out of ten on there. I can tell you from my experience, I am well below that one out of ten. And believe me, I have. Am I up? I'm probably almost to a hundred projects I've backed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, on there, and I've never had any. Well, I've had like one burn me on there, one that was on borderline burning me, but it didn't. But it, but it came <laughs> it, through eventually. It, yeah, it came through. They were a little slow, but it came through. Um, so, and they also, this was interesting. I thought that the technology section and the or the design section would be higher, but that 10% or that 9% is pretty consistent throughout all the categories. There are hmm. some categories that are actually a little higher. One of them actually being the um, tech? the technology one mm-hmm. on there. Um, the other ones being food, film and video, and crafts. They're a little above 10%. Mm. Photography is about right on there. Yeah, not surprising. Um, and that's actually me being generous by using, because he actually broke it out, the, his definition of failures, into broad, middle, and narrow. So the broad one was, um, I think if one person <laughs> said they weren't happy, that was that that was considered, considered that broad. a fail. Yeah, yeah. If okay. one person considered it was fail, so out of the about seven people per project they had, if one out of that seven said it was failed, he puts it into the um, broad category. Now the na- the narrow one was with all the backers agreeing, um, none of them go over ten percent, and they're actually closer to five, so five six percent. Yeah. On there, so that kind of gives you an idea on what gets delivered. So he found that. He also found out, this is important, if you're making a project or if you're looking to back a project, that projects that raise less than $1,000 fail the most often. So 
if you put that okay. if you put that into perspective and even with my personal data the one project i got burnt on they only wanted 250 dollars which is not that much and how much did they end up going for the whole project do you remember what they ended uh, up with they getting? got like almost exactly 250 on hmm. there so I wonder if that just relates to like just like seriousness of this, you know, the, the venture. Like, hey, we only need a little, little bit of pocket change. Then, really, are they that serious about making it, you know, mm-hmm. achievable as opposed to somebody that says, all right, we need about 15000 to do this right? You know what I mean? That's interesting. Yeah. And then the last one, this is really interesting, is there are two versions of failures good failures and bad failures on that. So, what happens, what he means by that is, um, when he looked into it, that the numbers indicated that the good failures are people who don't expect to get their project, but they totally understand why the project failed. Okay. They spent all their money on R&D or, you know, they just ran out of grossly underestimated stuff. They totally like, get it. Yeah, here's a, here's a sad one that was also kind of a good failure, but Seoul just launched one on Indiegogo for their wireless relays. They were like wireless um, buds. Mm-hmm. And uh, after we backed it and we we had ordered, you know, or at least put it in and said, yeah, we'll do it. They made their goal, but they found out on the production line that two of the three colors they were planning had like major flaws and they could not like further produce those two colors of relays. And so they asked everybody, hey, you know, this this crap happened. We can't get past this. Do you want to uh, get this color that we do have or would you like a refund? And so it was a very upfront, very clear. They're very sorry. Like, it was very contrite. Like, this sucks. We can't fix this right now. And they kept us updated every two weeks or so. But lucky for me, I got a, I got a pair of mint ones <laughs> for my wife, and she loves them. The, the funny thing is I was on a borderline of picking up those and using them as cheap comms because they have intercom <laughs> systems in them. Yep, that would, that would probably I was, work. I was so close to backing that project just to get that. Uh, yeah, out of <laughs> out of the three colors, one like two two out of three colors did not get produced just mm-hmm. for production reasons yep. so you only got one pair you haven't tried? i only did get one pair oh man i was hoping you'd get like two and then i'm like how'd the comms work is it <laughs> worth it if i invest that as cheap comms i don't i don't know but peach is loving them <laughs> on there so those are that's really good information to know so even if you fail i think part of it is communication keeping transparent communication with your backers will leave you more into that positive kind of failure because out of those positive failures um i think 17 percent of people we're willing to back a project from that creator again. Yeah, that makes sense. On there. So that's, you know, that's just some kind of information to think about in terms of Kickstarter fulfillment. Cause you know, anytime I talk to people about crowdfunding, like aren't what happens if people just run off with your money, you know, they'll raise millions and millions of dollars. Um, well, you know, what are you going to do? And I always have to tell them <laughs> one, most projects don't raise millions and millions of dollars right. on that. You just hear about the ones that raise that much. Um, and two, I've, you know, most of the time the backers come or the project creators do come through with their, um, things. And part of it is just being smart on, right. on what you back. And I think that, you know, that thousand dollar threshold may be a good kind of qualification if you're thinking about backing a project or not. Good idea on that. So those are information, informations about the Kickstarter, um, crowd, crowd, you know, fulfillment rewards. The other thing that I always hear, um, and I've never been able to quantify this, and this is not really hard. It is, this is a way, but it's just a snapshot of information on there. But people have always asked me, is like, when is crowdfunding going to be mainstream? When is it going to get big? 
And I always tell them it's growing, but I could could never throw numbers at them. Well, I'm sure. Um, yeah, it's definitely been growing. I'm. I I would consider pretty much jump, it's jumped the shark. I think it's there. I think yeah. it's it's people are more uh, like mm-hmm. more apt to actually do something about it, like actually participate in one of them, as before it was like I've heard of this thing and my friend did it, but now it's like. Yeah. They might actually do yeah. it. It might be from just because I live in a world of science. People want hard numbers, and this is kind True. of probably one of the first things that I've actually seen hard numbers. This company called Blurt, which they themselves are actually trying to get equity, equity crowdfunded on their stuff. What they do is they actually give you metrics on social media. Hmm. So what they did is between November 26th and December 2nd, they analyzed over 118 tweets um, or posts on Twitter mentioning crowdfunding and they did some analysis on it and this is you know this is where we get a little bit science and numbers and all that do like science and numbers on there so what they did was they they broke down those 118 tweets um and kind of analyzed what kind of information they found from it so um crazy enough the closer to december it kind of went up (laughs) on Ah. I, i i don't know why maybe it's because projects tend to launch more at the beginning of the year or at the beginning of the month right, right. on that. Um, so what they did was they broke down the accounts. So 64% of the accounts were business accounts, 22% were males, and 14% were females on that. So there's um, a big okay. shift that businesses are, which makes sense because mm-hmm, most mm-hmm. people will start an LLC or something or a company to put their crowdfunding projects on there. It doesn't limit... On that, but what was great is about eighty-two percent of the tweets had a positive were expressing a positive opinion, while only eighteen percent were expressing a negative opinion. So people are going to be like, "How in the world do you know if it was positive or negative?" So they actually broke down. They have a ten-point scale, going from negative five to five. Negative five being the most negative, five being the most positive, mm-hmm. and they analyzed the structures of um, what was said in the treat in the tweets, and they. Um, Found out what emotions were being expressed through words. On I love, I love that stuff. <laughs> Honestly, sentiment online to me is probably where I'd get my doctorate if I were to go back at any point soon. It would be sentiment. I love that idea of being able to to take what is somewhat qualitative data and turn it into like it, with a variable, like be able to get close to be like this is the feel. I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. So they broke it down to emotions of love, fear, confusion, sadness, disgust. Happiness, thankfulness, anger. I feel like I'm listing off the cast of Inside Out <laughs> Yep. Um, on there. So, Drew, what do you think out of all of those, um, assuming that you're not looking at the page, which emotion was the largest of the pie? I am not looking at those. I would have to say that it's... <sighs> was one of them excited? Uh, or... No. So it was love, fear, confusion, sadness, disgust, okay. happiness, thankfulness, anger. Most of my thinking are going to be love. It just feels like so many more are just negative. And I think that since it's mostly positive, I don't know, that's my guess. Close. Love was probably about second or third as I'm eyeing the chart. The mm-hmm. number one, um, and se- and it was at 72%, was thankfulness. Because people are tweeting out, hey, thanks X company for delivering your project. I appreciate this project that got delivered. Or oh. thank you. Thank you uh, oh. at Veronica Mars for making another movie. Things like Do you that. Think- do you think that they had? I mean, that makes that makes some sense, but I find that with that much thankfulness, could it possibly be uh, campaigners thanking backers? 
It could like, be. But like, if uh, that's included in there, the, then... But let's not forget, there is a well that I, I ignore, um, but I don't know if other people ignore or not. After you back a project, you there tends to be links that will auto-post for you if you want to True. share with us. True. So, that I mean, that could be part of it, where they design the message like that. I mean, even Amazon has that. I've never had the urge to share out what I just bought, because, I mean... Nobody right, really right. wants to know that I just bought 20 pounds of toilet paper. We don't need to know. <laughs> we don't need to know. <laughs> On there. So that, that that's what's great about it. And then they even broke down the words themselves. And I, this may actually lean a little bit more towards equity crowdfunding. The problem with this analysis is when you say crowdfunding, equity crowdfunding or reward-based crowdfunding, they're all the same in there is mm-hmm. that it comes out profitable business businessmen profitable earn and thanks or some of the largest words that were found that's in these so strange i uh, that's that's surprising some data right there that's surprising uh, me what's what's great about it is they one there's one common theme though they were using social media these companies these businesses were using right. social medias to connect with their fans. I just said medias. I'm going to go shoot myself now. Um, <laughs> but yes, that's precisely what they're doing. On there. So that's one thing if you want to think, if you're making a project, use social media to your advantage. Use it to connect with your fans. And that's where you're going to find your diehard fans. And don't use the word profitable. That's just weird. Yeah. Um, profitable. What's even more interesting is they broke down the um, largest influencers, which are still companies on there and you can you can see these brands mashable the guardian forbes technology mm-hmm. um this is the only one that i don't know is elmun elmin does on there um probably somebody famous that i should know but i don't <laughs> and uh fortune magazine those are your top five heavy twitter influencers on there um so it's really you, interesting though yeah so if you're interested those are the guys you should reach out to this just tells me we got to step up our tweeting game so we can show up on this list. <laughs> we got some work to do, friends. I mean, I, I got to compete against 6 million followers on Mashable. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, uh, so, man. so I, I, I mean, it. okay, our news section may have been a little number heavy, but I think it's important to have concrete data. You got to love data. Yeah, you got to love it. It's, 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 who, it's who you are, KT. Yeah, <laughs> it is who I am. So, so th- that's our news. So we'll go into our first... Um, project of the night on there and so drew you, you i wouldn't say you yes. take a lot of selfies but you yeah, do, no you, you i take really some don't. right uh, uh, once in a while once in a while the problem is i i would probably selfie myself on instagram a lot more than i do but i run instagram for another company and since i only have like one <laughs> you're login too, you're too lazy to swap. <laughs> monday to monday to friday is is theirs and then i might selfie on a saturday so i would do more on their because i think i'm hot so 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 how do you how do you do it do you do you do the you know straight at you or you do the angle up on there yeah or, I'll, or, I'll do you, or, or do you do up the nose which i always <laughs> think is interesting when people do that no, i'm always out here i'm out here out there so so, so i can be pensive have you ever wanted to kind of do a selfie where you're like i want to strike a pose you know flash some gang oh yeah i would totally i but I you can't right because one hand's always there you always have to do this and and, and then there's always the question of lighting and stuff because People forget that it takes a lot of work to do a selfie, right? I well, I I often when I'm shooting, I'll hold my finger like this so I can see the shadow. See this, and I will walk around wherever I'm taking <laughs> a picture and look for the shadow fall, and then move my face to that like best best zone so I don't get like this crazy shadow face. But 
when I selfie, I do the same thing. I hold it out and I'll spin around looking for background and for lighting. It's true. On there. So this this project will, will help you. It is the selfie mirror. Ooh. So it is the world's first smart mirror. I, okay, might not be the world's first smart mirror, but it is a smart mirror. I've never heard of a smart mirror, so it is my On first there. smart so mirror. So what happens is actually a built-in HD camera, and it has LED lights along the rim of it. So then you don't have to worry about your, your lighting or anything because it's already there. Um, and it has an Android-based operating system in there, so that's where you can load up your. I'm hope I'm hoping that they let you load up Instagram and like you, Twitter and all your. Do you see my mirrors. skeptical face here? Do you see this? It's a mirror, dude. It has a camera in it. <laughs> and Show me more. You you can hang it on the wall, on there, and it allows you to record video, allows you to play music, and uh, you know even make Skype calls and stuff because of the Android-based operating system. Uh, that's why I'm assuming that you can load up different apps. And on it, there's a little like touchscreen display, and that's where the Android-based system is. And you can kind of control the um, the way you run it on there, which is cool. As let me see, and the reason why I'm not I'm uh, I'm not as skeptical because Guy Kawasaki and Jason Calacanis, which are two big names in Silicon Valley, they like it. They uh, they got little <laughs> they got little quotes for you. Yeah, so they like it on there. Um, what's cool is they even have this remote system. So if even if you're not home, you can turn on the camera. Which okay, sounds a little creepy, but you can have it on as kind of a security <laughs> camera if no one else is at home. Walking by, <laughs> yeah. Your wife may wonder why you always have it on, but you know that way you can keep a keep an eye on the keep, house, keep an eye sick. on the house, and make it security. They're they claim these are hi-fi speakers, but at 15 watts, I'm a little skeptical about that. Yeah, I wouldn't call them <laughs> hi-fi. Sorry, guys. <coughs> they're also put, trying... put, a, put a put a nice subwoofer in the back and just break the mirror. <laughs> yeah, they're they're tr- they're also trying to build like a smart home system on there, but I I think this is you know actually a pretty okay. solid idea. So let me get this right. Look at those specs you've got up right now. So we're talking about taking an Android device, pulling the camera out and putting it front and center, and then taking the light, what would be like the flashlight, and making it a permanent around the perimeter light. Yep. Soft so light. it's it's like an LED strip that's around there. I don't know. It's probably diffused. Part of, me, part of me is looking at this and going, WTF? I don't know what you guys are thinking. And the other part of me is like, why did this not come out sooner? This seems like such a perfect place. And, and granted, for me, I think... Selfie mirror feels a little weird because it's like it sounds like it does a whole lot more than just selfies. And the <laughs> yeah. selfie thing is so trite that I absolutely think that's why I don't claim to do so many selfies because I think they're silly as a thing, but yet they happen all the time. But there are so many people out there, marketing wise, maybe it makes sense. But I don't know, man. This seems like a strange but good idea. Yeah, 60 frames per second for the camera at 1080p. And for all you camera nerds, it's about f two point five to f four point oh. Well, if you got those lights right there, that would be just that'd be just fine. Yeah, so is this is this not basically an iPad Pro hanging on the wall with a glass like a, with a mirror finish? Pretty much. I right? mean, that, that's what that's what I love that we live in a world where phone innards are so cheap now that you can take the innards and stick them into other things like a mirror. <laughs> what's the what's it running? What are the reward tiers, and how much would somebody? Okay, be set? so it comes in a couple different sizes comes in a vanity size one which is uh about three by two inches on there they they reported everything in millimeters so i'm converting oh. to u.s things because i'm conceited like that um <laughs> it's tiny on there um which is yeah where's the size okay so they have the vanity self selfie mirror okay i don't i think they screwed up on the uh measurements 
um because they are uh, i think they're in san francisco but i think they're from a european country initially because some of these numbers don't match up when i converted them hmm. so according to this is the table one's 22 by inches by 37 inches um okay because some of them in some of those pictures they look gigantic so yeah. that makes that fits so that fits. that's that's the one that you can actually put on the table on there and that's a hundred bucks okay um they have a one that's the small size which is 20 which is um this one's it's 22 inches by 37 inches too so i think maybe both of them are the same size hmm. um on there, just one you can hang on the wall, and the one you can, you know, have a have a stand. And then they have the big one, which is twenty seven point five inches by forty seven point two inches. On there, so that's that's, that's a, you know a sizable full body one. If uh, I had an extra, this is <clears throat> well. So one of the reasons that, or one of the ways they actually promote this is as a blogger camera. Right. So Imagine if I could just sit in so, the room. You know, you and, could you could do. Especially Riff. for those like makeup bloggers and stuff, you could just sit there and like actually put on your makeup in the mirror, see what you're doing, and do your blog at the same time or show your clothes. I don't know. I, <laughs> I guess that's what they do, honestly. Or the makeup, the makeup people, they do. Apparently, that a lot. fashion is kind of a big category on YouTube. <sighs> Tell I'm, me about it. Never seen anything on there, so you and I, we are not fashion people. <laughs> we we, we, we not... hang out in the tech area yeah. of yeah. all these. I, and you know, I I think I guess everybody shares the cat video area, but yeah. <laughs> I stay away from the cat area. I'm tempted to make one of these myself. I love this idea. It seems very thorough, um, and uh, I'm, I'm really surprised again that it's like so simple. What yeah, a great idea! And, and if you look at the dashboard, you can tell it's Android on there. Mm-hmm, right. But they've kind of made it really intuitive, where you can even pull up like Foursquare or Lyft. Or something while you're getting oh, your stuff so you make ready. A, a or, business oh, version. Yeah, a, a, yeah, business version. You can even have tweets post up and everything while you're looking at the mirror. Um, that's, I mean, that, that's what I that's what I love about it is a built-in clock has your weather and stuff on there. So um, I, I could see. I don't spend a lot of time in front of the mirror. That's why I probably look horrible all the time when I'm on the show. But hey, hey, I, what I, are you gonna do? <laughs> what are you gonna do? But yeah, I, I, I like how it works, and I'm really interested in the tabletop version because I don't hang a lot of stuff on the walls. Um, right, but right. I, don't, I don't know. After I've explained it to you, does it seem a little bit more interesting? It does. As I look through the the site, and, and frankly, some of the pictures I saw, it was like, okay, they're photoshopping a black dot in the middle of the mirror with a little bit of an Android off to the side. And I thought, how you know, how dumb do you think we are? They yes, it's a great dream. We have one that's working, a business but, version that's working somewhere. There's a yeah. video at the bottom, I think. Of the page and, that actually shows a business one that's working. And then they, they also have that factory production line where they show somebody that's actually like putting it all together. And that's where I was kind of like, oh, it really – there it is. So uh, – oh, it's a two-second video. How great <laughs> – what's the point yeah. of this? I, I wish what there was a little bit more on there, but it's not. <laughs> Do they think that was a good idea? Like – hold on. But, but if, you, if you look at the team, you can tell they are definitely not native English speakers. Um, and – that two second version has the same imagery at six thirty two PM as the stuff that they have up early, you know, like all the other demo. If you look at that, almost every other picture is the six thirty two. That makes me think that it it hasn't I don't know. I don't know, Kalkanakis and Kawasaki are on there. Of course maybe they photoshopped that too. All right, I'll tell you what. <laughs> I'm tracking this one. This was a track for me. It's up there, like tier wise. It's it's way up there. Like even that vanity one is a hundred bucks. Uh, but it's a fairly large mirror. It's and you're right. It's a it's a it's a giant tablet with an extra extra thing. I love the idea. It's a track for me. Wow. Um. Yeah. I guess I'm just embarrassed to buy it. It's just weird. 
You just don't want to be the guy I don't who want to anytime be. you have guests come over and they're like, why is Drew always in front of his mirror? Because I'm constantly <laughs> posing. And you'll be like, hey, hey, if you get one, you could do the entire show like that. I could. I could. I could stand in front of the mirror and I would just look at myself. That just, seems like a great Just show. talk to the mirror, too. It's a wonderful show. <laughs> oh. All right. So that's the selfie mirror. And then, so you know, okay, you may not be as interested about the LED lights. So let's go on to our second project, which also feature lights. Yes, I, I love this second project. I think it's, uh, what be the word? It's just, it's got attitude. It's got some oomph to it. So our second project is called The Lampster, A Lamp with Attitude. And I think what I really love about this project is that they've, over like over 10 times their goal already. I think they're almost like 15 times their goal. They're looking for $30,000 to make a lamp. Not just any lamp, but a lamp with attitude. So their video kind of explains how they really like old style lamps and how hefty they are, like old motorcycle lamps or old tractor lights. They're just they're just beefy. So they went off and designed this lamp that is like a little dude and his head is a giant LED light. Like it's uh I just I don't know. It just looks like 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 a dude, like a, a mobile rotating head dude. I so, love the distressed one. The distressed one looks so cool. That's my favorite. That's my that's my favorite. And here's what I think I like about what they're doing here. This is as much an art project I think as a tech project. They've done a great job of breaking it down and saying this is what we love. Let's make it modern. Uh, the fact that the, that dude's head can double as a headphone stand was kind of cool. It's like whoa. That would be a great place to put headphones. Uh, it's got one main LED light source that's like for work light. And then you can hit the – that's on the top of his head. You hit the button. But then you can also control a second LED with your smartphone and get it to change colors and moods or do disco dance party style. You know, but you you have these opportunities. And I think that is pretty dang cool. So the fact that they put two lights in there, you can control it by touch. You control it with your mobile device. Um the light colors, adjustable light intensity, even even the first one, the main LED, you can you can hold the button down and do different things with the button to change the intensity of of that light. Uh, Three hundred sixty degree adjustable head direction. Uh, everything's just made solid. They go they go in the video and talk about how there's the metal, then there's a base coat, then two layers of paint, and then two layers of clear coat, and the waterproofing, and it's just just made well. I so I, I fell in love with it. And then and then the fact that they give you these choices for like each lamp. You can pick a single tone or you can put a little logo in the middle of him, like you know, like a little superhero. Yeah. Or you can uh change out the artsy like things or put letters on the side. Like they just went all out to give you this chance to make it yours. So for me, just that was a quick rundown, but it is Really cool headlights turned into robots. Oh, I, I, I actually, Text. I, I kind of want to get one and actually use it right here because you see, kind of it drop like the our, my studio lights drop out right here. Yeah, get you one can right light there, it up with the dude, and then use it and you know use the L, the LED colors to you know do a nice splash on there in different colors on there. I would so. replace my key light right here with one of these dudes <laughs> and he'd shoot me right in the face. And, and we, then in the middle of the show, I'd, I'd tweak with it. I'd be like, I'm blue. Da, 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 da. <laughs> that, that's how we'll tell if it's a backtrack or sack is what color you change that's it right. to. That's right. I'll start rolling with the color. <laughs> so my only, my only qualm, and again, they've, they've hit their goal. They're doing really well. Um, I, love, I love this idea of Lampster. They do great things. My only like mm, is that this is up there. When it comes to reward tiers, uh, 
the simple plain color one is a hundred about 150 bucks to back Ooh. and for the lamp it's like man i can't even i can't even spend 15 bucks at walmart to get myself a new light i'm using one from like the 1950s because it's what's in the room <laughs> so that's a that's a steep price for me but these are so beautiful it's 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 definitely a back for me. I love. I yeah. love this. The the one I really want is the hundred eighty dollar one because man, that red artsy one is just. I'm like, oh. I yep. want so, um, I know you don't watch a lot of anime. Nope. Uh, uh, I don't even know what that stuff is. So so, what this actually reminded me of is there's an anime called Fooly Cooly or FLCL, on there, and there's actually a robot in there that shows up, and he has a head of a television. And tell me uh... if this does not look like that lamp or not. Very close, it yeah. Pretty close to that lamp, and that's what came to my mind when I first saw it. And when I'm looking at these designs, because yeah. here's a blue one, um, there's a red one too that shows up in the anime, and I, I, I part of me is wondering if they were slightly they, influenced watching. on it. Yeah, yeah. This one's a back for me too, because I, it's, it's cool, and it's, it's a fairly big lamp too. Um, yeah. I thought it was small, but then I saw this picture with the next to the guy. I'm like, holy crap, that's huge. Yeah. Um, and, what, and I think that's what makes it like I would put that on my nightstand on my main desk in my office like there's so much cool about it that I would be like I don't know just it looks really well built yeah and I've had good experiences with lamps from Kickstarter I mean I still have the 8-bit light behind me that 8-bit lit right behind me oh yeah me. yeah yeah <laughs> I love that um, on there so yeah this is this is yep. definitely a back for me back for me double back alright so We've kind of talked about lights and mostly indoor stuff. Now we're actually going to talk about something that would require Drew and I to go outside. I know Drew goes outside more than I do. Yeah, that's probably true. But But this is actually something cool that I actually might go outside to do. So you probably hate this. Do your students ever fold paper airplanes in class and throw them at you? No, thank goodness, no. We don't allow that. But that's like like a nightmare, right? Yeah. It's just a nightmare situation. Actually, I take that back. Just this week... They took calendar paper in the, uh, we call it the cat cave where all the students edit videos. So it's just kind of like a main gathering room with all my editors. You know which one. Yeah. And they took a big giant calendar page and somebody did make a massive airplane and they did throw it, they didn't throw it at me, but they threw it at each other for a day. This is true, actually. <laughs> so they might actually like this and it might actually be, it might, they actually might make some, get some mm. media they could use for your class on there. Cause our next project is a live streaming paper airplane drone oh. that's right it's a paper airplane and it's called the power up fpv and it actually has a camera on it and motors that can keep the paper airplane up in the air for about 10 minutes <laughs> which is I, as much as most drones but that yes is interesting so what's even cooler is you can control this with google cardboard and you're probably wondering what's google cardboard it's that cardboard system that Google has put together that you can put together and make your own like VR visor without buying an Oculus Rift or something mm, and strap right. it to your head. I actually have one that's pretty cool um, on there. And so what so what happens is it's this like um, mechanical system thing. So you fold up your own paper airplane and then you strap this um, the propellers and the cameras to it. Let's see if we can find a picture of the thing right there. So for all you video watchers, you can see the propellers and the um, actual camera on them and then what you can do is this isn't the first time they built they actually built this this guy actually went to kickstarter initially to build just a drone version of it so it doesn't have any cameras on it he raised 1.2 million dollars right but this so but he improved it by putting a camera on it and it can actually travel up to 20 miles per hour which is nuts (laughs) 
That's crazy. On that with especially with a range of tw- three hundred feet, I'm like, holy crap! <laughs> um, on there, so you can control it from your phone, or you can actually have the um, Google Cardboard. So you'll you'll have this on your head right here and see what the camera's seeing. And then if you tilt your head up and down, that's actually how you navigate the. Uh, that would be so impossible for me. I'd get so <laughs> sick. I'd be like, left, right. Yeah. So you might want the controller version. I just want to yeah. see videos of people wearing the headset and just going like. Wow, moving yeah. their heads up and down trying to navigate this thing um what's even cooler about this is for this version they paired up with parrot so the guys who make the parrot ar drone yeah yes they know their drones there to actually build the system it has an auto assist flying on there um so you can actually have it fly itself on there um and so it live streams and captures to an sd card so if you don't have a phone that you can live stream with it will capture it to the card and I think if you go out of Wi-Fi range, it comes back or it knows you're close and it'll start flying right. back on there. <laughs> um, it has hot swappable batteries too. So that way, if you're near your end of 10 minutes, you got to land it real quick, swap out the battery, throw it, and you can throw it back into the air. <laughs> cool. Very okay. cool. I don't know. What do you think, Drew? Do you, do you think this is possibilities? I I think there's possibilities here. I do kind of like the – it's almost like a disposable reconnaissance airplane. Throw it and see what you can see, and if it comes back, great. Otherwise, you've still got the footage, or at least saw it. Um, I was I, I scrolled down the page because I wanted to see some of the longer flights because I couldn't quite believe that this was you know, the airplane was going to fly. But the one I'm watching now has been like circling for almost a minute plus, so I, it, it appears to work. I've never made an airplane that stays up that long with or without a propeller, so that's that's impressive. Well, that's what's great about it. It gives you six sheets of paper te- templates, so um, there's. That's what I would need. Diff- different paper airplane designs they've put together to to help you on there. So you could build your own, or you could follow one of the templates. Uh, I, see, that is that would be just fun to try and try and fly that. Um, but so this one is Metis Go already. They've got some good backing. Uh, Parrot's an amazing partner to to be mm-hmm. playing and, with. This. I mean, they, they were one of the first know. that I know of in the drone scene. Yeah, they know their they know their stuff, and so where. Where where do you have to go tier wise? Is it about one hundred and thirty uh, to get one of these? Yes, I think so. For the basic level is uh, one hundred and fifty on there. Um, that gives you one of the modules and then one of the backup batteries, the bare bone. If you want the basic package that comes with the um, actual airplane designs and the mount, head mounted display and the battery on there, that's going to cost you about one eighty on there because the early back early bird backer ones are all gone. Is it already gone? It seems like a, a great little a great little idea. Um, I'm I'm torn though because again, for me, being a video guy at that at that price point, I would almost just as soon jump up to 400 and, and get a, uh, a a GoPro that then I would eventually you know, put on a drone or something. You know, there's some other things I think I would do. The novelty of flying an airplane POV is low for me. I'll track it, see where it goes. <laughs> But I don't know. I'm not sure this one's in my wheel. It's, it's sexy. It's cool. But I'm just maybe it's just paper airplanes. I just don't. I can't get behind it. I, I love it because then I d- try to design different paper airplanes and see how well they do in the takeoff and takeoff landing. And um, and then you'd watch all the video and you and you how to modify. It. Yeah, uh, it's so, cool. Which is great. And like I am kind of surprised at the range. That is some pretty good range on it. Yes. Um, yes. I, I'd be a little worried because I think it records audio too. But when you're well, flying like that, you're just gonna be right. Yeah. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And they've tr- yeah they've tried to make it crash proof. It has it has a compass in it too, and I think that's how it knows if you go out of range and how to come back. 
for you. So, you know, I think it's pretty hard to lose. And they said it's built robust, so it's really hard to break, which is always good because one, one of the first airplane models I've ever built that flew. Um, Did you break it right away? The, I didn't break it right away, but one time I, I, I threw it and it used a rubber band propeller on there. It landed right on the rubber band propeller and broke it, and I was all sad. Mm. Mm. <laughs> that, so... That would be my worry. So, so if it's built robust enough, then then you'd probably get a good couple of flies out of it. So that that's that's a back for me. And now it is time for the sack of the week. I'm ready. I'm so ready. And we got so many sacks of the week. We're featuring two. First one. People just suck this week. Yeah. First one straightforward. We want to buy PS4. Buy as in buy as in buy, but without the buy. Yeah. yeah. We want, yeah. We want to buy PS4. There's a nice blurry picture of a potted plant. Um, psychology is a hashtag. PS4 yeah. psychology gaming. And then you skipped out on the, the 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 great subtitle cell. Please give money. Please give money. They're in uh, Kazakhstan. Are they? Yep. Can they have PS4? Great. All right. I'll just <laughs> yeah. send them one. So we want to buy BY again. PS4. Period. And we make own YouTube canal with Let's Plays. Please give money. Let's back, let's back these guys. They obviously need, <laughs> they just need to be connected to the real... <laughs> wow. I, I can appreciate like somebody um, wanting to, to uh, uh, go through crowdfunding in order to uh, you know get a little project going. They want to have a YouTube channel apparently with some Let's Plays. Uh, I, I can get behind that. Yeah. It's when I see those things where I'm like, man, I should just slap together a half-assed crowdfunding project, one for the site, and... and just see how it goes. Just throw it out there. <laughs> I could do better That's than it. these guys. But I didn't even a, think about that. So, they type like six words. Yeah. <laughs> I could wow. put seven. Wow. <laughs> All right. So our, our, the other sack of the week, this, this, this one, to leave everything on a lighter note, is... Need an office where I will pretend to work. He's looking. Is, for, <laughs> that's the name of the project. Yes, he's, oh, he's wow. looking for three hundred thousand euros, um, fixed funding, on, and it says everyone has a dream on there. So everyone, everyone has, has a, a dream. dream. My dream is to have an office with a large street window where I will sit and pretend that I am working. Please help me pay the rent for one year. Because I need space. Yes, the, yeah. And the risks and challenges. Eventually, somebody is going to enter my office and I will say, welcome. Can I help you with something? Please share and donate. If this gets funded, I will start a blog or something and post about my activity in the office. <laughs> they've, they've really thought this one through. They've really taken it all the way. There. Now, I would I would love a nice office with a big window where I can pretend to work. Yeah. I just love a window at this yeah. point. On there, um, and he his, has three backers. Yes, I'm going to point that out. Yes, and his reward tiers are kind of great too. Um, for 20 euros, I will whisper your name to the skies. Oh my! On there, um, and let's see the for for a thousand euros, which is great. You will name my pet hamster, who is going to live in the office. Oh, okay, he, okay. He didn't mention that in the project. You, you yeah, have to find that in the reward tiers. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I. I don't know if I can condone such activity. <laughs> A pet hamster. Wow, a thousand euros. That's like a third of what he wants. And he, just for the, naming the yeah. hamster. Yeah. And uh, isn't like you're almost double 
how much so it's about six thousand dollars it's about six thousand dollars which sounds about like that's pretty good for rent really yeah it'd be like four months rent in a normal time uh, this is an impressive little project here <laughs> what's this guy's name it's uh, danilo Sub- from serbia yeah yes Signal very me. very well okay okay if he's in serbia yeah I want somebody to whisper whisper my name to the skies, though. That, that's worth getting yeah. on board. Well, let's there. start a project where we do that. We'll whisper yes. your name to the skies. Speaking and, of, and I was it. really sad that uh, earlier this week, the thrustogram. Remember how much I loved the thrustogram? Yeah. Did that fund? No, it did not fund. And I was the only <laughs> backer with one of my other students who thought it was just as hilarious as I did. And I was really sad to see that didn't go through. I'm surprised I didn't like reach out and say, hey, we'll still make a thrustogram for you if you I'll give us the money. Yeah, send me three bucks. I'll be, I would have paid, too. <laughs> I would pay. So this guy. <sighs> hey, he's, I, he's done better than the other one. He's gotten 22 euros in 12 yep. hours. So He's got a dream. And, <laughs> and it's fixed funding, too. So it's not like he's going to milk you for the money. <laughs> Only if he gets enough. <laughs> oh, there's so. Those are all our projects today. So, of course, if you have any sacks of the weeks or if you have regular projects or news items, send it our way. Kickcast at ktdata.net on there. Or you can leave it on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash kickcast. Or you can tweet us at night twenty for that beautiful man over there. And I'm yawning. And, I don't even know why I'm yawning. Am I boring you? Sleeping <laughs> on there. You can see how much he works, but he, oh, st- no. he still sacrifices sleep to come and be on the show, which I appreciate oh, so much on there. But yeah, if you tweet him, he's probably like in a stoic. Yeah, you'll find me. I'll even send you. Yeah. You tweet me, I'll send you my own stoic picture. You can have. Yeah, your stoic selfie. On yep. there. And maybe one day we'll, uh, from his stoic selfie, selfie mirror. mirror. So he could stare at himself being stoic and send you a picture of it at the same time. So silly. <laughs> on that, or at KT Data for myself or at KitCast for the show. All those places you'll find out when we go live. Of course, if you watch live, I always love it when you watch live. Head on over to live.kitcast.net or connectcast.tv slash KT Data to watch live. Our next show is going to be December 22nd, three days before Christmas. Will Santa bring us some crowdfunding goodies? Who knows? <laughs> dun, dun, dun. If you if you want to go back and look at any of these projects or news items that we talked about, head on over to kickcast.net and look for the show notes. Um, also, you'll find audio and video versions because I realize that you guys consume this in many different ways. So if you ever want to see something and you're in your car, head on over to kickcast.net and check out the video version when you're not. Because I am damn fine looking. Yeah, and if you're, you didn't know. if you're watching the video version, I'm like, crap, I got to go out. I got to leave. You can get the audio version there and, fin- sure. and continue off where you are. So We uh, we think about you in every which way. Um, Drew, where can people find you, or do you got anything to plug before we go? Uh, Just same old, same old. I am still partying over at Little Big Cast, and we are going strong and having, having fun, especially this PlayStation experience just went off this weekend. So many great announcements of games and things that are happening. So if you want your video game fix on the Sony world, come watch me at littlebigcast.com. Uh, other than that, I am this close to finishing my classes and grading for this semester, and freedom is right around the corner. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much, and we'll see you in two weeks. Bye-bye. Bye.